All right, and hack. It is uh, six o'clock my time, eight p.m. Eastern time. Uh, welcome everybody to the episode eight, uh, "What If" season two wrap. Uh, to get us off started, I am Tay, and I'm Jen. What up, Jen? All right. What so, is up? Yeah. So. We've been gone for a little bit. We have. Uh, a bit from uh, taking a break for the holidays, uh, the Queens and the whole DFPN network as a whole. We were taking a break for some people. They'll remain nameless. Um, but so we're on a break. I have a little story to tell. So we're on a break and Tay immediately gives me homework to do. Hey, Jen, I want well, to talk about what if. I'm like, what? <laughs> I did, you know. <laughs> what? You did. I did. He's like, I need you to watch what if. Like, we're going to talk about this. I'm like, I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we watched what if. And now, uh, hopefully not too many horrible spoilers maybe some just a heads up so yeah we're gonna start talking about what up here after our intro Everybody, I see that we already have Danielle and Eric in the comments, and we have Mr. Black in the Black. Welcome, everybody. Um, it's so great to have you back in 2024. We're going to go ahead and start with our shots, uh, our, you know, tradition, as always. Uh, so, <laughs> as always. Uh, I will be taking a shot of <laughs> the Crown Peach. 
Uh, Jen, what you got a shot of over there? It's my, my last of the Kraken. Well, uh, to 2024 and a new year with a lot of changes coming and uh, new segments. It's awesome. Cheers. Cheers. I'm not going to lie. I didn't take the whole shot. You're fine. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Deontay. Don't judge me. Or you can. It's fine. No, no, no. I'm not judging at all. At all. Ooh, it is. (laughs) It is sliding all the way to my tummy tums. Um, (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and start off with uh, what caught your eye in What If Season 2 that you want to talk about? Um, so, you know, one of the big things that I really, really loved about, uh, this season is how many of the original actors came back to voice their characters. I absolutely love that because, you know, there's nothing worse than going to watch a character and the voice isn't the same and it just hits different. It's just, yeah, I I don't know how else to explain. It's just not the same. It's not that character. I mean, like, for instance, you see Kurt Russell come back to voice Ego in one of the episodes. And I'm like, this is freaking Kurt Russell. And he's, like, taking ownership of that character, Ego, by coming in and, like, voicing him again. And I'm just like, yes! Yes! I love this! This is why I love Marvel! So amazing! Sorry. Mm-hmm. Girl no! But yeah, no, that's no, what no. I really Don't like apologize! I love that! Yeah. Um, so some of the, (laughs) some of the things that I really enjoyed. So episode three, uh, you have your, uh, happy Hulgan saves Christmas. And that episode really felt like a Christmas episode. Uh, it might be a staple. I don't know. In the Stith household. Uh, we haven't really talked about that yet. Uh, every year we kind of like have a new staple. Uh, last year we, uh, discovered like violent night. Uh, and we love that movie, so now that's like a staple uh, in our household. Uh, episode five, uh, you have the Captain Carter fought the um, the Hydra Stomper, which was, you know, um, spoiler, right? Uh, it was Steve Rogers. Um, and that one uh, was the only one actually with a, um end credit scene, which I was just like, oh, we have end credit scenes again? And then none of them ever did it again. And I was like, no, <laughs> I was so upset. Rude. Um, Rude. <laughs> when, when we got introduced to Cohorty in episode six, like um, you got to see the Tesseract. But as soon as you saw that like blue liquid, you're like, oh, why is it blue? And they were all like, oh, it's the fountain of youth. But then, um, then you actually get to see that it actually is the uh, Tesseract actually itself. Um, which is like super badass and I think dope. Um, and then you see Hella actually become queen um, in the Helen, the Ten Rings. And then um, I just really enjoyed the last episode because you got to see a bunch of different people um, really like that you've never seen except for like the comments from comics from what I understand. Uh, but you've never seen like a lot of these um, right. 
like characters before, which I thought was like really cool. Uh, it got me going down a lot of different rabbit holes because uh, I was like, who are these people? Because uh, I am a nerd, but I am not a nerd for comics. Um, so I had to uh, do a little bit of mm -hmm. research and I was very uh, fulfilled and satisfied with my research. Um, but if you guys haven't seen What If, like I super uh, <laughs> encourage you to go see it. Um, it, you know, ended on, I think it was December 30th is when the last episode, uh, happened and, and it was, it was just like right, yeah. the entire season, like it might've been hard to get into, but then the buildup of like episode, I think six and on with when you met Cohorty and then on, you got to see that, like they built up the episodes for you to see the final, um, <clears throat> the final ending uh episode um which was just like damn that's really dope and what's up you're gonna say something no i'm listening okay okay um Keep so driving, <laughs> so with the last episode that we did uh with the smoke pit um they've had another one since they had one yesterday but the one that we did with them at the end of 2023 uh, we had talked about the worst Marvel and best Marvel, mm -hmm. like Avenger, right? So in the worst Avenger, right? Uh, epic. Caitly, uh, the King, Caitly, love him. So sad he's not here, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and speak it into existence that Stephen Strange really is that dude. Uh, he really is, I think, the worst Avenger, and I think that Episode Nine definitely. Um, shed that light as to like he really is just looking out for him and his relationship uh, and yeah um, thoughts so uh, <clears throat> I actually had some thoughts on each episode if you would okay. care to uh, take a stroll with me would you mind I would strolling love to with take me? A stroll. I will. I will stroll in the park or on the beach with take you. Take a little wherever stroll. You yes. <laughs> Ma'am. I like long walks on the beach. All those fun. Toes things. in the sand. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but toes in the sand, breeze in my hair, makes your hair all frizzy. Wait, what? It's a good thing. Can I just Not say, my hair. My hair anytime that weather. I see Howard the Duck. I know you're you're one of those people I hate. I'm like, God, you and your perfect hair. Hate your face. Perfect, I hate it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's okay, you love me. You know it. <laughs> My hair's like that a cord. <laughs> it's true. Can't deny it. So let me say that first episode and you got like Nebula with uh being a part of the Nova Corps. And I try not to do too many spoilers. Again, if you haven't seen What If, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So uh, try not to give too much stuff away. I'll try to speak in some generalities, but there will be spoilers, my friends. Um, Howard the Duck. Okay. Let's take it back to the 90s. Anytime I see Howard the Duck, I get super geeked. You can make fun of me all you want. My husband does. Okay. I always think back of to the 90s movie with 
Leah Thompson and Tim Robbins. Yes, Tim Robbins, our Shawshank Redemption, Redemption extraordinaire uh, in that movie. And I see him and it was amazing. I was like, it's Howard the Duck. I love it. Anyways, anytime I see him, I get I get super geeked because I, I don't know. I love that movie as weird as it is. And then um, I'm watching this episode and I'm just thinking like I, I get Nebula. She just like all, all the uh, abuse and everything that like Thanos put her through. She just wants to belong somewhere and like do something good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what she, she does in this episode, like being um, almost like an enforcer, a detective. And a badass. I, I think it puts her energies into something good. Yeah, she's she's exactly like she's a freaking badass in this um particular episode. So that was kind of my takeaway uh, from it uh, to be kind of general is that you know I, that that was the the vibe that I was getting from Nebula, and I really I liked it. I liked it, you know, coming away from it. Like you know, like I get you, Nebula. I get it. I get it. What about your thoughts? Um, yeah, I really did enjoy, like, I, um, AD asked if we had, in, like, um, it was hard to get into the, uh, season itself. I didn't have any, um, holdbacks on it, but I do know, like, some people did, so, mm. um, with this first one, uh, you're kind of, like, thinking, like, uh, kind of, like, why are they doing what they're doing? Um, but, like, to see her uh, be able to um, do what she does, right? Because we're trying to stick away from, like, the spoilers. Because it's only been out for, like, a week. And, you know, it happened during Christmas time. So, uh, completely understandable. Um, no, I have not seen the original movie in the 80s, McCoy. Um, I did also think it was easier to get into uh, than... Um, I don't know. Uh, unpopular opinion, I guess. Uh, I it was hard for me to get into the Marvels, um, like the Miss Marvel, sorry, uh, season. Um, so this one, like, what if I am all for it because I love to know like the different theories that everyone thinks about. So this first episode, um, I like I really enjoyed the um, uh, what do you call it? Kind of like the. Um, double turn if you will the the uh you see like the whole story going and then all of a sudden you're like oh shit like things happen um so i really enjoyed it <laughs> plot twist right yes that's that is the words that i was looking for <laughs> and yeah. hello pablo i see you in the no comments. worries <laughs> I, I know what you mean about the um the miss marvel's series with a young girl in it like um i i started it and i kind of felt like i know we're, we're kind of going off topic but but i kind of felt like that wasn't really geared towards my age group um but i appreciated it i really did because anytime they have something other than and i'm going to get on my soapbox that doesn't have like a fucking Kardashian or like real wife of whatever fucking county. I'm all you mean for you it. Tell I think me little you girls don't need like to see like fucking here on there. You don't like them? Kardashians? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> the Karda I don't know. Whatever the fuck their last name is. <laughs> exactly. They're fucking retarded. Anyways. <laughs> Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> and I, I am 
I'm all for that because anytime they have somebody up there, even if it's like their age or older, that they can kind of like idolize and just have a different hero, you know? And I'm I'm all for that. That's why I don't say anything negative. I was just like, hey, you know what? That's not my age group. It's not aimed at me. That's cool. Some stuff's aimed at a younger generation, and I will still support it. That's kind of my my takeaway from like some things. Okay. In my opinion, anyway. Okay. Okay. I guess you. All right. So, um, I don't really have any thoughts about episode two so i thought episode two peter quill came back as a younger peter well so i liked episode two because you thought of like the what if he actually stayed with his dad um and worked for his dad kind of like the same way that nebula um or even gamora worked for thanos and those ultimate um you good mm-hmm. <laughs> um worked for <laughs> their dad. i was like um so when like they worked for thanos you got to see them do some like really like shady shit right so this is how you see peter quill is mm-hmm. doing some shady shit for um his dad and and you get to see like okay mm-hmm. like is he going to stay that route or is he going to try to be that guardian of the galaxy? Uh, which is what ends up actually happening. So like, do you think that like theoretically he could continue mm-hmm. to become the guardian of the galaxy? Like does, is he now on that track now that he has been like, okay, I'm going to defeat my dad. Like maybe he's still on that same track and it's not as bad or world ending as everybody thinks it is. Um, I do, because I'd like to think that there is something intrinsically in people that you just cannot change, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like that, like, nature versus nurture theory, which I have it. (laughs) Fucking Willie, stop! (laughs) No one cares about episode two. (laughs) I did want it to be um, more. I'm not going to lie. I did want it to be more, but it, uh, it wasn't. And it's I, fine. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't I didn't have a really a, like a lot of big feelings about it, honestly. I was just like, so That was episode 2. Let's skip to 3. I mean, Like I was saying, I think there's something intrinsically about somebody that you just can't change. Where nature versus nurture kind of BS. And I think that's kind of what you saw. Is that even if he went to... Deontay was... (laughs) Episode 2. Dante's out there stirring the shit pot, everybody. (laughs) I love it. He's like, where's the cauldron? Um, Hold on, let me go ahead and stir that with my goddamn uh, big stick. (laughs) No, no. Give me the bigger stick. Put another log in the fire. (laughs) <laughs> that that's kind of how I thought it. I I kind of felt like it was um I don't know, there was something in Peter that you're just not going to change whether he went to uh his dad earlier or later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um just think there's something you're just not going to change. But anyways. Okay. So, I, like so I said, that... I didn't really have a whole lot of feelings about that yeah. episode. I was just kind of like so I like that. 
So episode three, uh, this is where you see Happy Hogan uh, saves Christmas. Um, you see that they're in the Stark Tower uh, creating the infamous, uh, you know, Christmas mm-hmm. party. Um, all of the trees, all of the lights, all of the things. Um, and uh, then you get to see uh, these, like, bad guys, right? Trying to come steal... Um, the uh different assets that are in the stark tower and then happy turns into the hulk uh spoiler um and he turns into this big purple madman barney and yes all of the diehard references in this one which is why it you have to think is is that hard a the purple Hulk, yes, the Hulk. <laughs> um, so is Die Hard. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so is Die Hard actually like a, well, a Christmas movie? And as USDN did a poll for, they came out with yes. Um, you know the other DFPN uh, brethren that we have, USDN did turn out that they did a poll and and. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so thanks to USCN for doing that poll and uh, letting us talk about it because it's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Um. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dante beat me to it. I was going to point out the uh, Die Hard references, and yes, Dante, my man, you on it. Deontay, by the way, is visiting us from the Saturday Night uh, Nerds and also the Comically Inclined Peeps. Um, So the freak, as Deontay brought up, this is actually a character from the Mopper Comics um, from 1966. And this is Eddie March that is from uh, the freak. And he's hairless and like gray skinned. um, Not to go down a huge rabbit hole, but just he is an actual like character that they uh i know gray skin i'm like oh, glad they went with purple the polk i like the polk 80 that's awesome i love the polk i'm gonna start calling him that um <laughs> uh yeah i like the the diehard vibes my <laughs> freak a leak <laughs> damn it ej i like that too <laughs> um <laughs> um Again, I, I like this one. I don't, I, I did, this was just like some of the episodes I just kind of like sat back and like enjoyed. And this was one of them. Yeah. I didn't really have a whole lot other than like, oh, it's got some diehard vibes. And I saw on the internet that a lot of people like felt the same way, but it wasn't, didn't hit anywhere specifically. I was just like, oh, that's a good episode. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one, and it felt very Christmassy. Which and it was it premiered on Christmas yeah. Eve, so that was your Christmas Eve episode. So uh, I enjoyed it. Mm. So going into episode four, so what? Oh, what's up? What constitutes a Christmas movie? Because we watched Die Hard one and Die Hard two for Christmas because we got to this like oh let's just watch the second one I probably would watch the third one if it wasn't so late we need like revisit this next Christmas you know what maybe that might be a bracket of what's the best Christmas movie that we might do you know maybe (gasps) and then we'll yes uh, 
Okay. Okay. Maybe we'll see. We'll see uh, how we're feeling. Um, Cause you know, we, we might dabble in some brackets. Um, so. Oh, so listen, I got these two friends. Okay. Two, I got these friends. two you friends, friends that do brackets. I think. Ma'am. <laughs> I have three if I count you. <laughs> I have friends. Yes. There's some collaboration. Maybe some brackets. What constitutes Christmas movie? What's the best Christmas movie? I think it's Die Hard is just a way for guys to like watch a Christmas movie and uh, watch an action movie at the same time. And uh, yet again, so I come anyways, back to uh, Violent before that, Night. Uh, start another. <laughs> Oh, I watch night? Krampus and Gremlins. I am, uh, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure I have. We always do a Harry Potter marathon, so I get it. I get it. So anyway, going back mm -hmm. on to topic, right. episode four. Um, so this is when you have Iron Man uh, go into the Thorverse or the crashing into the Grand Master. Um, and you get to see some pretty dope-ass NASCAR racing, in my opinion. Because that's what I saw it as, is NASCAR. <laughs> it's just... But doper. I'm not a fan of NASCAR. I got Mario um, Kart vibes. Okay. Because, because you had things explode. I, I like that. Through a turtle shell. Tony Kurt. And <laughs> somebody said Tony Kurt. <laughs> yeah, it's EJ. Willie EJ's Light. always on point. The Thorverse. <laughs> yes, uh, and Deontay is completely Thorverse. on point. It is a Mad Max vibes. I did get Mad Max vibes from this. Um, because, like, For you sure. have explosions and racing, and um, I see a lot of that in, in Mad Max, the original and the, the remake. Um, but you got to see Valkyrie in this episode, um, which, you know, dope. What do you got? Yeah. Mm. Marv. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the comments, Marvio Kurt. <laughs> um, I don't. I didn't have a lot of big feelings about this either. Like it was okay. I watched it. I liked it. It was cool. It wasn't like, you I was were, like oh, it's so amazing. I was just like, you were ready for the next episode, is what you were ready for. Yeah. So EJ asked us, uh, Valkyrie versus Gamora, and who do you got? Um Honestly, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. I don't really know. I, I, uh, what you got? Me? Hmm? Um, who did who said who asked this before? Rob put a post up before on Smoke Pit between the uh, the Dora and the Valkyries, I think, or maybe was that that? I can't remember. Do you know what post I'm talking about? Nope. I think Rob Gibbons put this up. If you if you had the Dora and then the Valkyries or something like that fighting, who do you think would win? So, 
you know what I said? I think they would meet in the middle of the battlefield and high five and go fight the motherfucker that put them up to this. Which is probably Thanos. that's how ladies roll. Yeah. You're right. There you go. AD thinks that um, there said you go. That Amazon's, Amazon's restore it. That's it. Somebody remembered. Yep, yep. And he said valid. Yeah, and then AD also said that um, Gamora wins that fight. But I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> Deontay said that I, I win. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if, I, if my combat Gamora. skills <laughs> if my combat skills are uh, where it needs like, to be. I'm I'm with Willie. Willie says there's no real story behind it, just fun time. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I watched it, I enjoyed it. I didn't really have like a whole lot of feelings behind it. I was just like, oh, that was a good show. Yeah. yeah. So into better things. Uh the uh ascendo, if you will, crescendo um of mm-hmm. the uh season, because now we're getting into the meat and potatoes really of what I think um becomes the better things is that you have Captain Carter uh fighting the um Hydra Stomper, as I said before. Um that is uh Steve Rogers. Um she is visibly upset about this. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm gonna come back to this later because I do have a theory about this one. Um, because we do, we are going to talk about some theories in a second, um, after we continue, uh, with all of the episodes. Um, but I thought like, I really like this episode. As I said before, it does have an extended end scene and credit scene. Um, and in the ending, uh, you get to see, um, like the Scarlet Witch and she tells Captain Carter, like, you're going to save the queen. And we're like, who's the queen? Um, and now you get to just like sit on that for a whole 24 hours uh, waiting for this next episode to come out. And um, Caitlin and I had talked about this in the uh, chat. And um, this is when the season does get good. Um, so that's my thoughts. I really did enjoy this episode because you get to see the watcher be like, all right, like I'm watching, I'm watching. And Captain Carter actually interacts with the watcher and you're like oh that's kind of cool that's super dope um and then um he's like well yeah i see everything and then all of a sudden she like Mm -hmm. slips to the floor and he's like i didn't see that coming and you're like oh shit the watcher didn't see like the actual thing happening which he always sees everything so how did he not see that happening and that was like really cool to me. Mm. What do you think? Um, I I like this episode again. This uh, I caught on to the queen stuff that you were throwing down. Um, I kind of had a silly thought to it. I'm like, is it the queen of hearts? Like off with their head? No, no. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know I, it is I wasn't also really Disney, sure about where yeah. that was going. Yeah. It's Disney. It could happen. Alice puts on her warrior garb and what if takes a whole new like angle with things. Like, it could happen. Stop it. Just saying. Stop it. You got the rabbit with his clock, but it's actually a machine gun. No? <laughs> so going into episode six. It could happen, damn it. It's Disney. Else. Well, episode five, <laughs> we also got... Oh. 
No, go to six. Go to six. Okay, 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 okay. Go to six. So episode to six, six is uh, where you're introduced to the newest badassiest, if that's a word, um, hero. Her name is Cohorty. We'll make it a word, damn it. <laughs> In the princess verse. All right, Cohorty. Yeah, I can see that she she is a <laughs> she is a Marvel princess. I get it. Um, so Cohorty resha- reshaped the world. Um, again, this is uh, princess. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Queen of Hearts versus Queen oh, of the Dead. Sorry. <laughs> it is Disney, so she could be a damn princess now. Oh, AD, that's classic, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Right? I just tickled my funny bone. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so hmm. this episode kind of caught me off guard because uh, it's not in English. Um, so as somebody who only speaks English, I was kind of like caught off guard, but I was totally for it um, because it sticks to the Native American and uh, Spanish Inquisition um, type timeline where they are like exploring um mm-hmm. and and like you so you see like all of that really happening right um so this is where you get introduced mm-hmm. to cordy and she becomes a super badass and you got to see her interact with the tesseract and um just actually get powers really from that and um use nature on her side she's kind of like pocahontas in my opinion, that's kind of how I saw it, um, but like a better version of Pocahontas. She's like Pocahontas that ate a mushroom off Mario. Because she Maybe. got superpowers? <laughs> yeah. And she the mushroom the, had she the, the red mushroom. inside? Okay. I like there you it. go. I like Blue it. mushroom. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> So, you know, I was watching this episode, freaking blown away. So on some of our Facebook groups, you guys probably saw, like, you got Hugh Hill on there saying, like, damn, man, like, like, Kahori, man, she's freaking badass. I was like, bro, like, I need, like, a movie with her. And I just want to know who pitched this idea at Marvel. Like, I want to be a fly on the wall. Like, like, how smart are they? Like, can you imagine sitting in their little idea room? Because you know they have one. And someone's like, hey, let's make an episode with, like, a Native American girl. And she has these powers of the Tesseract. But she kicks, like, the Spanish conquistadors. And and, and I'm like, I, I was just, I was blown away from this episode. I didn't know that I needed this character in my, my life. But I did. Yeah. And I love the fact that. Uh, spoiler alert she is basically in something that you could akin to as like a paradise mm-hmm. she's in paradise but she feels so strongly about protecting her people which her people equals her family she leaves paradise to do it and she inspires all the people that are already there to join her and I just Th- this one hit me hard. Like I watched this again. I was just like, damn. She's she's amazing. And then mm-hmm. like she like threw Queen Isabella like on her ass, which I thought was awesome. And I just 
I, this this episode was just phenomenal. I don't know how else to explain it other than it was just like freaking phenomenal. Yeah, so uh, 100%, I'm totally with that too. Um, like I totally get and understand like where you're coming with that. And as somebody that is, you know, I could totally see like cosplaying as her. Not that I have to be brown to cosplay as hers because that's not at all what that is. It's just is that like I feel like there's actual representation as to somebody. Wait, what? That what <laughs> no i mean like uh like you don't have to be whatever you know uh race is that person to obviously cosplay as them but as somebody that like doesn't yeah. see a lot of like you know brown representation like i saw that as like something that i could like dress up as halloween and i could go to a comic-con or even um like really like a like there's like a phoenix fan fusion that's coming up and i was just like okay like that would be like super cool to like mm -hmm. really just dress up and like go um and as willie said like i am 100 sure. towards like a movie or even a show he even said like comic would be great really anything um that you know is like really out there um mm -hmm. So it's, it's just really cool for me. It's just um, my thoughts. Sorry, I focused on the uh, ethnicity cosplay. I don't think it matters. No. I don't think I've ever seen anybody like, I think you cosplay whoever the hell you want, which will be something that the Queens of Nerddom will visit at a later time because we have some cosplay friends um, that we want to bring on, on and ask some questions and we'll invite people to ask questions with because um, I think that's an avenue that um, we may have some, you know, people um, here that would be interested in knowing more. I know I would like to know more. Um, Absolutely. I don't, it doesn't matter. But again, I'm, I'm going to uh, talk to my, my friends, um, uh, Jennifer and Nick Smith. They recently got married. Um, <clears throat> some of our cosplay buddies that we'll end up talking to. Uh, well, yeah, that'll be something that I, I feel like that Tay and I can like visit later. We'll ask our uh, our buddies about that. But I don't think that's a yeah. You cosplay however the hell you want. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that like it's it's nice to see. Is all I'm really saying is that um, it's just nice to see like a hero that is a different ethnicity and not that we haven't had them before because we have all of the um people in wakanda right um and it's just it's just nice to see is all i'm saying no i get what you're saying no i agree i agree i think um your heroes need to be as diverse as your your peoples are and i think that having her come out as you know, Native American and being a hero and fighting a, a very real fight that actually like really occurred in history. Like that was another thing that kind of like I was just like, damn, man, this this episode's like, I wish that happened. Can we send the Tesseract back there? I'm like, that's fucking amazing. Like I loved it. And she just uh she's just so smart and she just rallied everybody. Like I really wish she could have been like assemble, just like Captain America did. But like, oh, get chills. It's amazing. I love it. I completely agree. Right. Anyways.
All right, so right. on to um, episode seven. This is when uh, you see Hella, um, and as you may or may not know, um, you've seen her before in like the Thor series, right? Um, and she gets banished from Asgard and uh, gets sent to Earth uh, without her crown. Yeah. Um. So she no longer has powers and she's like trying to pick up the crown, kind of the similar thing to people trying to pick up uh, Molnir. Um, and she can't pick it up. Like she, um, the crown hasn't chosen her at this point. Um, and then you get to see um, he's not Shang-Chi, but he's like along that ancestry line. Uh, where he has the ten rings on his um, mm -hmm. arms. And um, he just kind of like, you know, uh, they talk, they fight, they do the things, right? Um, and then uh, Odin comes back down. And um, now she's like for good because she is used. Um, she went to the same place that... Uh, Shang-Chi went to and you got to see like the flying dragon and the bamboo maze that collapsed in on itself that kind of reminded me a lot of Harry Potter um, so this is kind of like what this episode is about mm. um, and then Odin comes back down and um, Hela and uh, the the um, dude with the ten rings I'm sorry I don't remember what his name is um, so if you guys <laughs> know in the comments please let You're me fine. know um shout it out yeah uh and then they fight odin together and uh you got her turn to uh white gandalf pretty much right um she became reborn um <laughs> and became a queen um I'm hello so, the white. yes hello the white um <laughs> that sounds so hello the white hello white she's hello white <laughs> stop Sorry. it uh, so Deontay, the question is, um, who is the um, the hero with the ten rings on his arms? Uh, I don't know what his actual name is. Um, something I didn't think about asking. Is he an OG? Somebody look up who the Shang Chi OG is. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so my so thoughts. thoughts yeah. Um. Okay. Were you? I'm sorry. Were you done with your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm good. Episode, sorry, before I started screaming, hello the white. How, she's hello white. That is Why the name. Why do I think that's so funny? Sorry. Hello white. She's hello white. All right. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> so I like this episode because um, those of you who don't know me, I am a big lover of Redeemer stories. I love when you take this character and they go through all these trials and tribulations and they redeem themselves. I don't know why. I just do. I love that shit. I eat it up. That's why I read books a lot. So this is what happens to Hela. Hela redeems herself. She's not really open to the idea, but it happens regardless. And... <sighs> It's kind of like you're going against she she kind of went against the way that she was brought up. In her case, she's learning how to be her own person. And not not the person that she was conditioned to be. I kind of had an issue um 
with Thor Ragnarok because like Hela is supposed to be the bad guy in that movie and you know she was only ever what her father taught her to be which in this mm-hmm. case was um it's, it's Odin and and I, I can't really blame her a lot for that I and mean, when did that start she's a teenager it's very impressionable as a child yeah. you brought her up that way when someone actually showed her a different way you know begrudgingly she embraced it and then she realized that fit her and it totally changed her uh not to get into D, but it changed her character alignment that's a big mm-hmm. deal like if you ever play D, it's not just one decision that changes your character alignment it ch- it's many many decisions that are made and changing your character yeah. alignment is a big deal you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> not to go on a, a rant about uh dungeons and dragons stuff but you know just seeing that her whole character changed a huge character alignment just like it it, i really love that and i I love that for her and her character i know it's like a what if episode but i really really enjoyed that one just seeing that different aspect of her giving her the opportunity to to change yeah like liked it even though i like the original hella the hella white was hella cool too (laughs) is that what you're gonna call her from now on is hella white (laughs) yes i am i love (laughs) hella white hella white i don't know why this is sticking it's sticking for me Ah, so oh hang on a second let me look at the chat hello okay marvel has some balanced bad guys i totally agree 100% 100% EJ is completely uh, correct with that rant. because you can see just how like bad guys like you understand bad guys much like uh, even in the DC you can see how uh, the Joker right like you can understand why he's a bad guy or even Mr. Freeze right you can understand why both of them are bad guys um, so Marvel even has that mm. too uh, like you understand really the concept behind that um, do you share that assentment? Oh, see, I well, I think Marvel kind of corners the market. So we were kind of pre-gaming before we came on, and I was talking about how everybody's favorite Avenger always seems to be Captain America. But Tay <laughs> and I agree that Spider Spider Man. So let me let me explain something to you guys. So. <clears throat> Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters and favorite Avengers because he's so relatable. He's not perfect. He's not, he doesn't always make the best decisions. He's somebody that I can identify with. Granted, he's a dude. I don't mean in in a gender way, but just how him being as a person. And I really feel like Marvel kind of corners that market because they can't do anything like they need a team and they work together well as a team. And that's one of the reasons why I like Marvel so much is because they all have weaknesses, but then you have the person right next to you that can carry that weakness and bring their strength with it too. And it's just a really great universe. I'm not shitting on anything else. I'm just fangirling why I like Marvel and why I like their characters and why I like their villains, because honestly I get their villains too. They're just not, 
just evil. Like they have reasons mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a this episode too. Like Winter Soldier is under duress and doesn't want to face reality because he would see his evil. Yeah. Same thing with Winter Soldier. I get Winter Soldier. You know. He's been yeah. conditioned that way. Yeah. He's, he's a bad guy. That been, I get that. He's been brainwashed as well, right? Like so, he's trying to relearn everything. Um, so going into episode eight, uh, this is when the <laughs> Avengers assemble in 1602. Um, so this is right after um, we get to see. Uh, so, so this is you know episode eight, right? Uh, so Hella um, is the queen in the Shakespeare mm-hmm. uh, era. And Captain Carter is there. So this is when you quickly start putting together the puzzle pieces. Um, that back in episode five, mm-hmm. we said, you're going to save the queen. And who is the queen that she's to save? And now you get to see that Hela is the queen that she is supposed to save. Um, so we're in the Shakespeare era and uh, they're having these riffs. Um, that are coming out of nowhere. I kind of call them also blips, uh, just based off of like the <clears throat> Marvel terminology, right? It's not really a blip where like they like uh, evaporate or disseparate or whatever, right? Um, it's it's more along the lines of they just go into like this hole and you don't know where the fuck they go. Um, so for this one, um, Captain Carter gets told by the Watcher like. It's fine. Like, I know everybody's after you because you didn't save their queen. Um, but I am here for you. I will take you back to your home, like, era. And she said, no. Mm-hmm. I yeah. am here to save this world, this universe, this multiverse, if you will. Um, and I think that's, like, really mm-hmm. cool. It's really cool to see, like, the the struggling that she has because you get to see <laughs> Steve Rogers as uh, – pretty much like Robin Hood, right? He he um he's there and the only way for her to save this um this whole universe is really to just let her one thing that she really loves go. Um so it's it's really powerful uh I think um to me because she always has to make that choice or he has to make that choice and the two of them can never really be together um which is just really dope your thoughts (laughs) so this is the the big episode i was kind of talking about in the beginning was some things that i stood out to me was how many people came together they truly avenger- assembled the avengers how many original actors came back to voice their characters somebody call me out i'm pretty sure they're all there come please call me out i'm pretty sure all of them showed up i'm pretty i know there's probably one or two that didn't but when i looked at the credits and they were spinning i mean Saw a lot of them there, and I love that because I can get into character because it sounds like them, and I think that's great. I, oh, you know what? I don't think Scarlett 
Johansson. I don't know. If, did we see the Black Widow? Because I don't think Scarlett Johansson voiced her. Not in. And I think not there's in this some, episode. Uh, um, we saw. We saw her in episode five. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if ScarJo was there. Did um, Scarlett Johansson voice her? I don't think she did. I don't know. I think there's some salty feelings there from the Black Widow. Really? I didn't know that they didn't bring there's some saltiness. Huh. It's interesting. Are you sure, Deontay? That's legit. Tommy and Deontay, is that legit? They didn't bring RGJ? Yeah, that's what I thought. <clears throat> I didn't see Scarlett Johansson's name in the credits, but they brought a lot of the... Um, no, they had Lake Bell do it. Really? Lake Bell did ScarJo? Oh, okay. That okay. I believe yep, Dante said yep. Yeah, they did. Okay. So that's what I thought. I didn't see Scarlett Johansson's name in the credits. And um that is I I know that's a touchy feeling when Black Widow came out like during the pandemic and stuff. So uh that's what I was gonna talk yeah, about. Yeah. That that is what it is. But there was mm -hmm. yeah, there was um I know RG um Robert Downey Jr. didn't come out back for that. I don't I don't have any for I don't have anything to say about that. Like I, I hope he does maybe. Oh wait, Willie says she's been doing the voice of Black Widow in the cartoons. Hmm. Lake Bell, yeah. Maybe she just wasn't oh Lake Bell has. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, there's that. But um but but I was geeked about the people that they did bring back because it just makes this episode like more I don't know, complete. Like I can't like anytime you watch like um like I always think about the the DC animated ones like you hear about the people who normally do like the Batman and the Joker and they just don't sound right if they don't have their normal actors playing them. Okay. And this is one of the ones just to see like your favorite characters on screen and then and they come back and, and they do the what if. And I think it's super cool because when you take like Samuel L. Jackson, he said, anytime Nick Fury has a part, I will be there. That guy, 100%, I salute him. Hand on my heart. Dude, that guy takes ownership over that character. And I fucking love him for it because that just makes that character so much more important to me because it's important to him. You know? Right. Yeah. And that's what I saw here. I saw these other other people taking ownership of their characters. And to me, that makes that character m much more important to me because I'm like, oh, well, you take that shit seriously. You didn't just accept a paycheck and, like, play, play this shit on, you know, the big silver screen. But, you know, when we do something on a little bit smaller scale here, you're like, well, no, that's that's my character. I'm going to voice that. That's kind of how I feel mm -hmm. about it. Okay. I dig that. I dig your thoughts. Yeah. I like okay. it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, you ready to go into episode nine? No, you're good. All right. So, Girl, episode yes. nine. Let's do it. Episode nine is when uh, Strange Supreme intervened. Uh, this is literally uh, what um, Caitlin and I were talking about is that uh, Strange, Dr. Strange, right? He um, 
he like he says like whatever he says right he said what he says <laughs> and um and you just kind of have to believe it and you don't really see uh the watcher intervene uh, but you see like him intervene um finally in this episode and this is where really everything comes together because you get to see um him like talking to um captain carter and he tells her like hey you have to go get this uh this hero or villain rather um that is just there to like something's wrong there um there's something in the multiverse and she is what is ruining it she doesn't say she but like you just kind of like are sitting there waiting to see what he is talking about then you get to see um captain carter meet uh Cohorti, and then the two of them really realize um that they're here to actually really mend the multiverse and that strange is actually that dude he is the bad dude um and he's just trying to get uh christine back um and uh i thought it was really cool where they were in the forest and you got to see kind of the mount rushmore but it wasn't mount mm -hmm. rushmore it was uh red skull right um so i thought that was really cool you got to see Cahorti <laughs> yeah. running around in the forest the same way that uh quicksilver actually was running around in the forest i thought that was super dope and like he's like you didn't see that coming no and then now you get to see Cahorti do it and i was just like geeking out um <laughs> and then the two of them team up and they're like we're gonna go beat strange's ass right um and mm -hmm. then you get to see uh Captain Carter just put on the garb uh, with the infinity stones in it. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then they're using, like, all of the <laughs> weapons. And I could talk about this episode so much, but I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, it was just super cool. Um and seeing all of the different heroes or villains rather even um in this episode uh get together uh it was just a, a lot of good callbacks and a lot of good um just i don't know vibes is what i'm gonna say go ahead jen okay i like it oh god you know oh, as soon as i started watching this episode i was like oh shit i'm gonna hear about this from Caitlyn and tay here's dr strange fitting your narrative of him being evil i'm like you guys are just gonna eat this shit up i was right i was right so right anyways <laughs> um I'm not surprised. I mean I'm sure he probably delved even further into like the, the dark hold and whatnot, especially if he like conjured a, a demon that attached itself to him and whatever other fantastical Which we saw things back about in, that, that happened um yeah we saw this back in in season one where he absorbed all of those demons um to to mm -hmm. really become like that dude but yeah so it was also a callback to the first like season yeah, I, of uh what if Yeah, he's definitely um, definitely the what if narrative is definitely going more the 
dark route of where Doctor Strange could go versus the movies, which I think the movies are a little obscure at this mm-hmm. point, despite what you guys think. I'm not defending Doctor Strange. I just think it's not really pointing in either direction. Just saying. I'm, I have a neutral uh, opinion about that. Um, something that I wanted to see. So does anybody know? I do. So the, the person that is voicing the Watcher. I actually really like this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you guys a few minutes think about it i actually really like this dude that voices the watcher and as soon as i was listening to the the watcher i was like oh dude i like that dude seen him in some uh other yeah there you go willie's got it jeffrey wright i really like him as an actor so you saw him as lieutenant gordon in the batman with robert pattinson and then you also see him as BT in The Hunger Games, just to name a few movies that I remembered off the top of my head. I would love to see him show up in a movie. Can we have the Watcher show up in a movie? Please? Something? Like maybe, I don't know. Can we do that? I would love that. He's freaking amazing. Right? Um, the end of this episode, Tay, as soon as I finished watching this, I automatically got in a little chat that we have. And I was like, girl, we need to talk about the end of this episode. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, turn off the damn podcast. You've been warned. So at, at the end of this episode, you see the watcher taking uh, Peggy Carter on a uh, what'd she say? Let's take the scenic route back to her her uh, version of reality or multiverse. Her home. And she yeah, starts yeah. going to her No, she starts going. Yes, exactly, Ed. She starts going to the world tree, and it looks an awfully lot like the. Igersel that Loki made at the end of season two of Loki. Because it is. What the hell? What the hell was that? What was that? I'm about to lose my shit. I don't know how you can lose your shit in a text message, but I did with my buddy Tay here. I was like, what was that? Ma'am, what was that? Please explain that to me. <laughs> like, what did I just watch? Oh my god. It was amazingness <laughs> willie's like i think he's in westworld as well yeah he is in westworld you're right you're right jeffrey Wright's in westworld <clears throat> yes all right so mind blown to go into our review of this season i think uh to go with the smoke pit out of five puffs i think it's at least a 4.5 out of five puffs um, that's where I stand. Where do you stand with it? I give it a four. Okay. Okay. I like Solid that. Solid four. Okay. So Solid I four. do have, I do have oh, some yeah. theories about this episode, uh, that I kind of want to discuss. Um, let's hear so, it. So, 
Uh, you remember back in uh, episode five where I was like, I had, as soon as like I saw that Steve Rogers was the Hydra Stomper, I immediately was like, okay, I have a theory. Um, and I said, um, mm-hmm. if Captain Carter is Captain Carter, right? What if Steve Rogers becomes Bucky as in the Winter Soldier? Like, what if that happens? And that was my theory, is that, like, for that multiverse, is that you have Steve, Steve, wow, Steve Rogers actually um, become the Winter Soldier. What are your thoughts on that? So, hang on. AD's got a question. Okay. So... When in time does that happen? How long has Loki been there? And did those two events happen at the same time? Oh, that Loki, like that Loki created the world tree and then the whole Captain Carter stuff. Oh, I think it had to have been That's like an right after theory that mm, um, they could be occurring like- at the same time because because you have all these rifts going on. And Captain Carter's trying to fix them. And then you have just Loki going like, fuck this, I'll fix it. God damn it, grab it. And hmm. so I would venture color, to say the same time. What color are those rifts? They're green. They are green. They're green rifts, right? So what Loki, if uh, Loki was actually the one that did it? Or maybe even Hela did it because she also has the green like type, like aura of powers. Uh, maybe even Strange did it to put those people in his locked up penitentiary before putting them into his forge in episode uh, nine, right? So like you have lots of different thoughts of like who put them where they were supposed to go. But if you want to go with mm-hmm. the, the Loki theory, like, Maybe Loki was the one um, that saw that they didn't fit there. And when he was putting the tree together, Idrisal, right? He saw that they weren't where they were supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. uh, he was putting them back in the rightful place. In the rightful timeline. So Maybe. Theories, thoughts, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I embrace your theories. No, no. I have to ponder that. Those things where I'm like, hmm, I can, I can, yeah. So I have two extra theories that I want to talk about. Um, So, like, what if... I didn't didn't answer your last one, but what's up? No, no. Do you want to answer the last one? Do you, like, what do you think about that? I don't even remember the question. I got so distracted by what people were putting in the comments. I was like, no, you're good. what did you say? Um, So what if Stephen... What if Steve Rogers actually becomes the Winter Soldier because he is the Hydra Stomper, right? In this What If series, what if Captain Carter is the Cap that we have and her side duo um, that Steve Rogers had Bucky Barnes, right? And he was Winter Soldier. So what if Captain Carter uh, saw that and was like, okay, well, my Hydra Stomper or Bucky Barnes is Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers becomes Winter Soldier. Uh, 
my brain just imploded. I don't know. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, I didn't really, I didn't really think about that. Oh, I'd have to digest <laughs> that one a little bit with some. Uh, we can digest uh, and we be. can talk about it later. But yeah. uh, that's what my thought process yeah. was about I mean, this, could be. that like that happened. So yeah. my other theory is like, so um, it's not really a theory, but like just a thought of like for the blip, right? When it happened, you had people that mm-hmm. disapparated and people that stayed. So what if those switched? And the people that stayed, like um, Scarlett Johansson as uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye and Iron Man, what if they actually blipped? And the people that did blip actually stayed. So uh, Spider-Man, Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Panther, and Stephen Strange, just to name a few. Like, what if they stayed? Like, how would that change things? Um like, and would it continue to go the route that it did go? Um, because you have Dr. Strange there that actually saw the outcome. Um, you don't like it. Mm-mm. You need Tony. You need Tony. You need- Sorry. Okay. Tony's a fucking genius. Okay. I can see you that. You need Tony. Okay. You need... You need- you need Tony. Tony created a fucking element. Like you, you need he. That's why. Uh, that's why we're gonna get back into this whole argument, aren't we? You needed Tony to <clears throat> to tip that balance. He was the one. It doesn't always have to be the one outcome. He's the one person. He's the linchpin. Would you, if you would? Where's Willie and Kaylee? We need to have another discussion. <laughs> but he, to me, that's what that to means yeah. to me. He is the one. Yeah. We'll, okay. we'll apparently need, we haven't, we haven't gone through all the avenues because more Marvel stuff that comes out. We're like, we need to reattack this. Okay. But to me, he's, he's the one. I, sometimes when I, I look back on those movies and I'm like, maybe he didn't mean the one outcome. Maybe he meant you're the one person. You are the one. D- D- Doctor Strange is the villain. <laughs> Guarantee that's Kaylee. <laughs> but I yeah, see you, Kaylee. Um... <laughs> that's what I think, anyway. I completely get what you're saying. And we'll get back to that. We'll talk about that again later. Um, so, uh, my last theory is that <laughs> I, I see you. See you. Your opinion is your opinion doesn't mean it's wrong, just means I'm disagreeing. And that's completely fine. That's fine. That's why I wrote so, this series. Just so we you guys, can sprinkle in. Do you guys know what Yeah. Do, do you guys know what, what Taylor does when she doesn't agree with me? She goes like this. She goes, Okay. <laughs> that's what she says. Stop. So whenever Taylor does that, she does not agree with me at all. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, oh. It is super high pitch, isn't it? <laughs> AD agrees. He says it does. And she does. AD begs me. I'm just like, Tay, this is how it feels. Like, okay. Oh, man. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so the last theory. 
as no, you were that I want to talk about okay. is what if Captain Carter actually never <laughs> goes home to her home, to her universe, and she sticks by uh, the Watcher's side to actually be the one to intervene with all these multiverses now that he's shown her Idrisol and the Tree of Life, the right? Um, so, like, what if she stays with him as kind of like Doctor Who as, like, his companion? Thoughts? I can get behind that. <sighs> Although, I don't, she... I don't know how that would work because... The Watcher is just that. He watches. He's not like emotionally vested in these universes, whereas Captain Carter is. And but he showed she her would see like tree. some sort of wrong. He showed her the World Tree for a reason. He does not intervene. But what if she yeah. intervenes? Because she is the one that intervenes. She intervened back in 1602 with the uh, Shakespeare era. So what if she continues to do that? She had the option time and time again to go back to her um, home universe, but she hasn't. And that's why I say, what if that happens? I think Loki's hand's going to get really tired of holding all of those universes together because damn it, Captain Carter! <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. He's going to start having to do like that that hand workout thing. She is the guardian of the multiverse. This is true. Deontay, Deontay said it. Uh, she is that. Um, so that's kind of also where I'm I'm going with that. Um, Caitlin said that like it's. Like it's better than the Watcher assembling a team uh, for the end of time. Like, what if she changes that before there is an end of time? <laughs> because she sees it happen. Anyway. My grunt was accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, to go into our sure, new segment. Um, no. You have something to say before we go into our new segment of 2024? Are we ready? I think we're ready. Do it. Do it. Okay. Do it. So y'all saw it, right? All right. We are in the nerd forecast of the year. Um, so we're going to talk about some things that are going to be up and coming um, soon or rather next month. Our thoughts and kind of just tell you guys what's out there. Uh, so the first one that we are going to talk about is Echo. So if y'all don't know, uh, there is a series coming to uh, Disney Plus. It's called Echo. It's uh, supposed to come out on the 9th. So in three short days, all five episodes are going to come out at the same exact time. Very mini series, uh, but it's the Daredevil verse, right? Uh, so you have um, multiple comics that led up to now, and um, we will see Kingpin, we'll see Daredevil, we'll see Elektra. Um, but there's also stuff in the comics that talk about her with Wait. Wolverine. Yeah, go for it. Well. You're saying Kingpin. 
-hmm. And I, I, I'm sorry, I had to interrupt you. We, we have to uh, reiterate that this is the Vincent D'Onofrio kingpin and the Charlie Cox daredevil returning mm -hmm. from yes. Netflix, my people. Yes, my and the same. I just um, the same uh, actress that played Electra in the Daredevil series is the same person oh. that's going to play Electra yeah. in Echo. Um, so I uh, just wanted to put that out there that that is coming. Um, we will be talking about it again after the series does premiere and we get to digest it and watch all five episodes. Uh, but in the comics, um, they do talk about Wolverine, Hawkeye, and Doctor Strange. Uh, so it would be interesting if they actually did bring them uh, into the actual um, series itself. Uh, I would, I love to see what they're going to do with it. Um, Echo, if you guys don't know, is actually um, the not the daughter of Kingpin, but uh, she works alongside Kingpin for a while, and then she meets Daredevil as uh, just actual uh, Mac Murdoch and doesn't know that he's Daredevil, and um, she thinks that uh, he's pretty dope, pretty cool. Um, she hates Daredevil because Kingpin said that Daredevil was actually the guy that killed her father. Um, so it's, I think like, it's going to be a super interesting theory. Uh, <laughs> girl. <laughs> Just like that vitamin D and I don't mean Daredevil. Sorry, go ahead. Ma'am. No, I knew exactly where you're going with that because you and I have the same brain. So, um, I'm really excited for the series. Not a lot of people are talking about it, but I think that it's going to be a really dope series, and I can't wait to see what they do with it. I have expectations, mm -hmm. and I am really excited just to see uh, Daredevil, Daredevil uh, Electra, and uh, Kingpin. I love Kingpin. Come back to the stage, uh, the, the um, actor that played Kingpin. Uh, your thoughts or theories or hopes for this? <clears throat> Um, so I, first and foremost, I want to say how heartbroken I was. If you guys remember a while back when we had, um, God, we had Jessica Jones, we had Iron Fist, we had Luke Cage, we had Daredevil, like all going on Netflix and, um, and, and the Punisher too. Um, those were awesome shows. Freaking loved it. Um, and I was kind of heartbroken when Disney Plus is launching and they were kind of taking back their property and stuff. And um, you just haven't heard from them. And maybe now they're coming back, it feels like. And just just to see uh, Charlie Cox in the uh, as Matt Murdock anyway in the uh, last Spider-Man movie was encouraging. Um, I love that the continuity that Marvel has, and that is something that I give them mad, mad props for. Um, I would be curious, we're seeing Wolverine, are we going to get Hugh Jackman? Hawkeye, is it going to be Jeremy Renner? Like Benedict Cumberbatch, like I'm pretty sure he's he's owning his character because he voiced it And What If, like why wouldn't he come back for this? So, um, I'm going to be, how do I put it? 
cautiously uh, positive about it. I'm going to go cautiously, into cautiously this with an open mind. I love and it. I'm really hopeful. I love it. Yeah, I, that's that's how I'm going to be about this show. I'm going to watch it. Uh, we'll come back and uh, talk to you guys about it. Love to hear your feedback. But um, yeah, I'm my my expectations are high. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm if you want to get all cheesy with it, I'm, I'm expecting a good podcast. But um, I'm I'm hoping that it'll they'll they'll deliver. I mean, I, I so far I, I haven't been disappointed. So okay, okay. so. The next forecast that we have is Avatar The Last Airbender. So this is supposed to come out on Netflix and it is supposed to come out on February 22nd. Um, It is based off the Nickelodeon series. I want to reiterate, not that awful movie. It is not that. It is based off this Nickelodeon series, right? Um and it is with the uh, different elements. So you have the water, fire, um, earth, and air. Uh, an avatar has all of those elements and can control all of them, whereas um, just like everybody else can just control one. Um, so my expectations is it's going to be a tearjerker because they already have um, Uncle uh, uh, Ira. Iroh in it. Um, so I, Iroh. I'm expecting, Iroh. yeah, I'm expecting to cry uh, just because I was emotional with that series um, <laughs> back on Nickelodeon. So I, I also have high expectations for this series. Um, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I don't know how many episodes are, how, how many episodes there are going to be. Or um, if they're going to drop them all at once. I haven't researched into that all the way. Because it is in February 22nd. I'm more on the uh, Echo first. And then I'll dabble into that. Um, But what are your thoughts? Um, A little trip down memory lane. I remember watching this. When my nephew was 11, he's 28 now. Oh, God. Guys, I'm fucking old. Um, I remember him watching this when he was visiting his uh, grandparents. And I was like, I remember my husband and I sitting there watching it. And I was like, what is this? Damn, this is a good show. And I remember... um, my husband and I and proceeded to buy like box set after box set after they came out like, oh, this is the book of air. This is the book of fire. This is a book of water. And it is such a good story. I know it's on Nickelodeon. And that doesn't take away the fact that people got together and made a really good story. And I normally love M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. he He's kind of like a... One of those directors I feel like are like a hit or miss. You know what I mean? He yeah. either like throws something down like, I mean, split. Amazing. Like, and he'll do like the village, which I'm like, really, dude? What was that? What you want to talk about old? Why? I don't. <laughs> mm. Mm. What was old? Dude, what was old? So lame. I don't want to go to the beach anymore. I'm terrified. Go there and I come out. I'm 90. 
anyways um and then you, and then you have like a signs like i watch signs all the time like i used to I, I watch it every now and then but still like great show so m night Shyamalan is one of those people who is hit or miss ladies and gentlemen i don't want to ruin it for you but his rendition of avatar was a miss it was a big miss um it was a miss just their their casting of like elemental magic was a miss. Yeah, the, the, just just this sheer fact the main character's name was pronunciated wrong was in anything like the original story, and the way that you had to like, and then they finally did something that is not what that was just too much, too much. I it, that that's, yeah that 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 alone killed it for me, and and they didn't. I, I will never get this and I will continue to rant about this until the day I die is people take the source material and, and then they like drag it through sewage and trash and it. rotten things. And then they put it on screen. They're like, look what I did. I'm like, why did you even put that name to it? Why don't you just name it something else? That's nothing like the source material. Like, I feel like you're just uh, catfishing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to put, like, yo, this is what this is. That's not what it is at all. That's not the mm -mm. story. That's not the characters. Um, I'm I'm shaking in my boots right now because um, I have one of my very favorite books that's being made into a series on Hulu. And I'm terrified because I have uh, three quarters of my whole arm sleeve almost done. And I'm terrified because I love this. And they've already ruined past things from you guys get it you guys have watched things in the past <clears throat> and uh it, it, i hate it when they butcher it so i'm really hoping that this isn't the case i'm hoping that we uh we get a real ink i'm hoping that we you know i'm hoping that we get the real version that we all like kind of grew up with or whatever point in life that you're at and i hope that we get that this time because i'd love to see that on screen they're great characters so Anyway, mm -hmm. Sorry, God, yeah. another soapbox. I apologize. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah, so Avatar um, expectations are also high. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm excited to just really uh, get to see it. So the next one that we're going to talk about is Madam Web. So Madam Web is a movie and not a series like the other two that we had talked about. Um, this is being done by Sony. Um, this is going to be coming out on Valentine's Day, so February 14th. It's based off of your Marvel comics. Uh, you get to see the Spider-Man's uh, universe, really, um, to see where that goes. I, um, I'm wondering if we actually get to see Spider-Man in this. Um, I'm excited to see how they get to go with this. I don't really have a lot of um, knowledge about uh madam web but i i'm hopeful that they will do something especially because it's a marvel um movie i have expectations that i hope will be met jen um i have some feelings about this uh if you're tired of listening to my soapbox please turn off the podcast um so <clears throat> Sydney Sweeney is rumored to be playing Julia Carpenter, which is Spider Woman. Um, and they're doing this, this classic 
dressed her up as an ugly duckling, which we all know in real life that she isn't an ugly ducking. Like, let's be real. Um, and just and just some background um, in case um, you guys aren't aware. Like, Jessica Drew was actually the um, <clears throat> first um, Spider-Woman. And Spider-Woman's more of a mantle um, that people carry. So Julia Carpenter is actually the second um, Spider-Woman. Um, and then the third one would be Maddie Franklin. Um, and Julia Carpenter was actually uh, a former Avenger in the comics. And then um, she also used the other ma mantles as uh, Arachne and then also Madam Web as well in the past. Um, <clears throat> and just a little side note that uh, Sydney Sweeney actually said in an interview that um, when she got this part, um, it sounds like she took this part pretty seriously. She got a lot of comics. Girl, this girl read comics. She's a nerd. I love it. Guys, like, I have so much more respect for her. She didn't just treat this like, oh, well, I'm just going to play this part. She actually researched her role. She got comics, and she read about her part to embody it more. And I absolutely love that. I love that. Um, even um, I think Benedict Cumberbatch even did that. Like he went and uh, bought a bunch of comics to read about Doctor Strange. Like I, I love that. You get into your character, and I think that's really what uh, draws fans in. in. And uh, I really look forward to uh, seeing Madame Web's uh, clairvoyant powers as well. Um, I think this is going to be a good movie. Um, will it be epic? I don't know. I think it's going to be a great addition to the uh, Sony Spider-Verse that they have. Well, I see Spider-Man. Mm, I don't know. Maybe down the line, because I know Madam Web has helped um, Peter out in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I really, I don't know. It's, yeah, we'll we'll see. The, even making Madam Web was just kind of a surprise to me. I'm like, oh, you guys made Madam Web? All right, cool. I'll see where you go with this. So. I have an open mind. Yeah. 100% yeah, open mind. I'm, AB I'm said curious it. about it. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. I'm curious. All right. So into the final shots Ooh. and thoughts of the night. Oh, I'm here to see the I'm, incel suffer. I'm here to see All right, Deontay. I see it. Me too, Deontay. Me too, dude. Me too. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, uh, Final shots and thoughts of the night. Uh, so um, super grateful for everybody that came through and commented. And we are so thankful for you guys. Uh, you have no idea um, how easy this is to really just do a podcast with y'all just like being here for us. Um, and I'm excited about the new things that we have coming uh, and continuing to grow. So we do have one of our uh, goals for 2024 is for the Queens of Nerdum Facebook to actually reach um, 200 people. Uh, so currently, um, the last time I checked, we were sitting at 122. Um, so we're thankful for everybody that has joined. Um, it's just one of our goals that we want to do. And another one is to hopefully get together and actually do a Comic-Con together. So uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Um, so uh, we look forward to uh, just always being there for each other and um, having each other's backs. Like um, 
again, like Queens of Nerdum Facebook is just really for everybody to get together, all different walks of life of nerds, and we're here for you guys. So if uh, you want to talk about something, let us really know, because um, we're here for it. And we have our first ever Queens of Nerdum uh, RPG that is happening soon. I am super excited because I've been wanting to do this for such a long time. And I can't wait to see what we do with it. Um, I really am excited. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, it's going to be happening. Jen, do you have anything to say to our people before we play our glorious outro? Um, just that the RPG is uh, the DM is the one and only Eric Johnson, my husband. Um, it is a universe that he has been running for quite a while now, and we're super excited to be um, campaigning with our friends. Uh, please keep an eye out for the ad that's going to be dropping. Um, we're super excited about it. Uh, just be campaigning with people. I've, I've played it a lot, and I, I hope you guys enjoy like listening in just as much uh, as we are going to have fun playing. So, like I said, just keep an eye out for the ad, and you'll get updates about when we're going to release it. All right. And for our outro, 